Just a quick announcement at the top of the show. Movies is going to be recorded and released twice a week, every week, from this point going forward. Head on over to patreon.com slash so you don't miss a single episode, and you'll also be able to get exclusive access to series like After Dark, niche influential films of the 20th century, where each month I am going to be covering an underrated or overlooked film from the 20th century that had a lasting cultural impact that maybe isn't even noticed today. There's also Glue Addict, a reality television program starring myself and Hans, and also Jake and Jerry from Civic TV, and Kenny, America's favorite, from Comfort Systems, our sketch comedy series. Go on over there again, patreon.com slash lowers, $5 and up level. You're going to get a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm probably going to give you a little bit of insight on the making of our feature film that we've been working on for the past year, Mass State Lottery. Patreon.com slash lowers. Enjoy the show. This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is Hans. Hans, how are you doing? You always choke right at the beginning of the show. Do you get nervous? I think so. Uh, it also happens when, uh, whenever I'm about to have a meeting with a supervisor at work that is just uh, an audio meeting. For whatever reason, my throat gets really dry and I just start coughing, so I have to drink something immediately. Uh, so it might be, yeah. You might. Uh, have, have you ever done like an audio interview, like a job interview? Just audio? Yeah. I mean, on the, over the phone. Over the phone, I have. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, yeah. But never on, like, Skype. Yeah. But with camera on, not, not just audio. I've, I've had a number of um, instances in the past where I might be doing freelance work for somebody. I'm doing editing. And, um, you know, they want to talk on, on Skype or, or one of these chat clients. And you think to yourself, oh, it's going to be a lot less pressure because, they, you know, you don't have to dress up for it. You can relax. You can just chill but it's always like 50 times more uncomfortable because you don't know when the other person is about to talk so you're just kind of interrupting one another and somebody on the call usually sounds nervous like yeah. they're stuttering a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. terrible yeah, I'm so uh we're trying out something different today speaking of chat clients we're trying out zoom and we're going to hope that this looks a lot better than our skype episodes which are always awkwardly cropped am i overexposed i feel like i'm overexposed though well, you can make adjustments. You can soften your features. You can adjust the lighting of your own camera, which is something I really appreciate with this this Zoom. But hopefully it doesn't come in lagged and, and the audio is okay. Yeah. This is kind of an experiment. We got the Hamburglar uh, as guests on this episode. The Hansburglar. That's too fitting for you. That mustache. What is this? Is this white girl? <laughs> Just white? Uh, uh, appropriating Indian culture? Isn't that, uh, what's her name? FKA figs? Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm old. What are you doing to me? Yeah. Anyway, that's the uh, that's that's a that's a woman who said Shia LaBeouf like beaten, raped, and killed. Oh, her. oh, okay. Rest in peace, FKA figs. Is that her name? <laughs> I, 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 did I get that? That's right? close enough. Yeah. That's all right. Anyway, uh, I'm not in my usual studio. Uh, no, I am in my I'm in mummy's basement. I'm not. I'm keeping warm, <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's nice. I got a cat by my side. Uh, we got some Dragon Ball Z videotapes in the background. I don't know if you can see that Godzilla versus Biolante, and uh, uh, a picture of little uh, baby me with my my nana. Nice. <laughs> Where are your family photos? I don't have any. No, that ain't true. I got scolded by you for posting one of your photos. <laughs> this is different. I don't have them in my room because I don't want to look at them, but there's an album somewhere. You don't, so. you don't have framed photos of yourself in no. your own room? No, why would your, I? That's weird. Past? No. <laughs> just, hey, that's me. You have a... hey, hey, let's look at me when I was little. No. I, Very I narcissistic. I was walking to, <laughs> I, I was walking to uh, the train recently and i was looking into some guy's apartment he had a basement apartment and i stopped it was right on like the main street it was like a hispanic guy and there was like a picture of him holding a fish on the wall and his room was small and it was apartment it was a studio apartment but it was a very small room and he had one photo on the wall it was that it's like when you play uh when you play one of those japanese video games uh where it's just a bear in like playstation one is just a bare wall with one random picture on the wall kind of like that. not even painted just cement cement colored 
Yeah, no, what it feels like is like exactly that. But when the developer is like putting in an Easter egg of like him and his friends, like you see the the people who designed the game smiling in a picture and waving or did I did I ever you know te- what I mean? did I ever tell you about the apartment that I had in Canada when uh so I, at first when I first moved in uh I was living with my brother so I had a two bedroom uh and then my brother came back here and uh one of my friends moved in but then we moved into a three bedroom apartment so that it would be cheaper and we would have another one of our friends living with us but um, I made the mistake of trusting my friends uh, and just I just went away for the weekend with a girl that I was seeing or whatever. And then when I came back on Monday, uh, they told me that my room was in the basement. Uh, but they were like, oh, there's enough room. Like, don't worry about it. It's really cool. You're going to have like extra room outside of your room. So you have your entire basement for yourself. And I was like, OK, um, I get there. Uh, the basement is not tall enough for me. So <laughs> so oh, no. as soon as I got there. I had to crack my neck because I couldn't fit. Um, And then the room had a window that was this big, uh, floor level. So I got no light at all. The walls were painted the most depressing gray, uh, just (laughs) awful. And uh, they had waiting for me a box with three black dolls, like old black dolls that they found in the house when they moved in and they just put it in my room to creep me out i guess and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> See, what the fuck is this and uh yeah it, make it, you feel comfortable it was a terrible like one year i think i i spent there where yeah i couldn't wow i couldn't stand up in my own apartment bedroom because you know that's atrocious i i was looking when i was looking for apartments in new york city after the first apartment um well, here's what happened. It was uh, it was kind of a similar situation where I, I I let my girlfriend pick out the apartment essentially because she was living in New York at the time and I was living in Massachusetts and I got pictures and video and I was like, oh, this looks great. And then you see it in person and it's a different story. It's much different. It's uh-huh. like uh, I felt like I got catfished, but apartment wise, and she could not see the flaws in it that I could. And immediately, moving night, I find dead roaches scattered all over the floor it was fucking horrifying i was like no we're not staying here and we got the deposit we got all the money back luckily so we went apartment hunting one of the first apartments we checked out was a one bedroom and the kitchen was maybe as as like wide as a like a coffee table okay it was literally just like the length of this screen was the length of the kitchen okay and then the living room was massive. Like they, it looked like they put the wall in the wrong spot in the apartment and it was way more living room or like, and a very, like when they, when they, uh, uh, transform an old high school into a home or like an old yeah. store into a house that is just awkwardly, uh, distributed. Right. Yes. And it, it was like, it would literally, you couldn't even cook in the kitchen because you wouldn't fit into the space. It was ridiculous. This is in New York, right? Uh, of course, it's in New York. Where else? I, where else would you find an apartment like that for nineteen hundred dollars? Well, let me let me ask you: Have you ever been to a, an apartment that has uh, the toilet in one room, and then you have to go across the hall to get into a shower? Yeah, there, I mean that's that's actually that's a that's like a dorm room, right? No, it's like a real apartment with three bedrooms. I went to visit. So I had a couple of friends from Canada move into England uh, that I knew when I was when I lived in Canada when I was young. So I went to visit them in their apartment that was great, according to them. Uh, and I stayed over. And then in the morning, I had to take my morning shit because I'm an old man. It's customary, right? Naturally, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, the toilet is in that room, and it's just a tiny room with a toilet and a little sink and nothing else." And I'm like, okay, but I kind of want to shower after I take my shit so that I can, you know, wash and everything because it's a, it's a problem. Uh, and then she's like, well, yeah, you just have to you know, tiptoe across this hall going past the three bedrooms <laughs> so that you can get oh in a shower. God. And yeah, that was awful. Uh, I, oh, I, just give me one second. You, you keep telling stories real quick. I'll be right back in literally one second. Ooh. Well, I just think it's funny that, um, well, the roaches thing, it is disgusting, but I guess um, I'm kind of used to that because uh, Costa Rica, (laughs) 
just like I guess every other Central America or South American country, roaches are like ants here. So it's a thing of like, if I leave any type of food outside, uh, there's going to be roaches uh, within minutes. Or if it's sweet or if it has any type of sugar, there's ants within minutes too. Uh, and I know that it makes it sound like I live in the middle of a jungle or like in between trees, but I'm in the city part of San Jose. So it's not even that. So to me, I mean, it would be annoying. It would be pretty gross to see a bunch of roaches, but I, I don't know if that would deter me from getting an apartment. Uh, but it just reminded me that you guys don't really deal with shit like that in your privileged white apartments up there, I guess. Are you, are you even sitting here? Well, um, we're 14 minutes in. Uh, this is the Mortal Kombat episode. <laughs> I don't know what Loris is doing. I'm sure this is on purpose because he likes doing shit like this to me, where he puts me on the spot because he knows I'm really bad about thinking on the spot. Um, but yeah, this is this is supposed to be a Mortal Kombat. Oh, here it is. Hey. He changed. He put some gel in his hair. Yeah. You good? Oh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. I just noticed out of the corner of my eye there was a nasty brown recluse crawling oh, across the, the floor the floor. So I had to uh take it out. I had to kill it. Oh, okay. I thought you actually, because you're vegan, <laughs> I thought you actually caught it and like <laughs> took it out. I remember, uh, do you know that li they killed Lightleak? Lightleak is no more. It's dead. I did hear about that. That's very, what was the reasoning? They criticized China or something, right? And got them in oh, trouble. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't I, I didn't actually read the post. I did click it. And it was just like a long blog. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Same. It was just like, I haven't been there in a while, but. Your brown recluse thing reminded me of a video that I saw there with, I don't know if you ever saw it, the guy that got bit in his face for, by a brown recluse. And then he just had a, a baseball of pus on his face <laughs> that he just God. squeezed into a sink. Yeah. Why do you That's get brown, rec brown recluses in Boston? I thought that was like a California I thing. I like a Southern. I'm just, I'm, I'm making assumptions here. It's probably oh, just okay. a regular old house spider. I'm being dramatic for, you know, this is video. So it's like a movie right. to some people. Right. Uh, speaking of movies, we did have a, we had a big event yesterday. We had the first trailer yeah. to Mass State Lottery come out. To uh, I have not read a single negative comment thus far, which is not even like a mildly kind of snarky. Uh, the people who usually seem like shitty well, I don't even know how to how, not not even not even shitty towards us, but like they might be a little snobby or something, right? Ne uh, negative had maybe a, like a negative not, outlook. not even a critical outlook before they watch something they have like a a bias before they watch or maybe like a, a very hmm. let, let me put it this way the people yeah. who maybe don't vibe with our comedy sketches right or follow for the just like the podcast or anything else uh seemed into the movie right. which was good that's a very good sign um yeah, so uh, that's out on uh, YouTube right now and Facebook and Instagram. And I just had some, some captions done for the deaf that cost me $4.50. I could have done so, that for uh, you. Wait, no, not for that sure. low. Not for that low. No, no. Fuck that. no. What, did you send it to the Philippines or something? You just build someone a house <laughs> for I, that money? <laughs> uh, I, I just used Rev.com. Rev recently, uh, they they changed their pricing on on captions. I don't know if, if you know this. We got cap we got subtitles done for the first three episodes of Comfort Systems for YouTube. Mm. And that was when they were like a dollar a piece. And it was a cool little feature with Rev where you could sign up with a new email address and get fifty percent off each time. Right. And they found out and they stopped doing that. So now it's a dollar fifty a minute. Oh and the trailer's obviously Jesus. only okay. Only a minute and forty seconds. Right. It's a pretty pretty it's lengthy pretty... trailer. How how long are trailers usually? I thought it was short. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's around that length. But I wasn't even thinking about doing like a real trailer for the for the drop. I wanted to do just a teaser, and yeah. it just came out kind of long and and like a regular 
movie trailer. Uh, and the only reason why I decided to release it was because of uh, uh, Jake Hanrahan prodding me to put something out. He sent me a long message, a long text message while I was asleep, like, hey, read it. You know, you got the fundraiser going. No, read I should read it. <laughs> read I? it right now <laughs> with his accent. He was, I can't do that <laughs> accent. It would, it would take me a, a couple of days to muster up the confidence to actually try that accent in a public setting. Um, uh, essentially, just uh, uh, insisting that I should put out a video of some kind. I was originally going to do like a like a video with me talking. I was like, well, that's going to be a lot of work. Why don't uh, I just put out a, a trailer? You were going to do like a like a um, Kickstarter video from 2014, where you just sit on a couch and you're like, "Hey guys, yeah, but not low not re- like low pitching res. the move. <laughs> low res here. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, uh, just, <laughs> me and my friends. <laughs> yeah, we decided to. <laughs> Have you looked at Kickstarter recently? No. It's a it's a it's a wasteland of activist films, activist short films specifically, where it's just like, oh, we want to do something about trans reproductive rights, and it's going to be a thirty minute feature, and we might get we might get John Cusack to do a voiceover, and we need funding, and they all get funding. Huh. They, that's how you get in the main character of your movie is actually non-binary. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's not going to affect the movie at all. But that's how you market it because that's that's what they do with all that shit, right? It never affects the story. But it's like, hey, this uh, TV show is finally going to show a non-binary character. And then this show is just a regular character that doesn't even mention that they're non-binary, but that's the one. Well, let's actually think about this because I think if we want to go along those lines, it's fairly marketable because the cast is, first of all, fairly diverse, yeah. right? And um, not to get into spoilers, but there's some certain, well, not heterosexual aspects of things that go on. Right. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. all you need, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So now you just make a poster where I'm wearing a rainbow flag <laughs> or, or, or a fist up or something. And yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll, but you will Photoshop the BLM logo on your jacket. I, I wish it was more Gosh. ethnic looking, you know, or maybe not more ethnic looking, but more easy to uh, like know what I am, you know, so that I could lean into that a lot more. But I, I can't because it's like, oh, is he kind of Chinese or is he kind of, and I'm just kind of everything a little bit, so it doesn't work. Uh, and I, I pass for white sometimes too, which is not yeah. great most of the time. So it's just you look like you could be French. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah. Speaking um, of Chinese people. Oh. Certainly a lot of Chinese in Mortal Kombat, the new movie. Have you seen Mortal Kombat, the new movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a movie. You, we were talking about it on the latest Civic TV, where we were watching Jingle All the Way too, and God, did that give us so much grief, trying to upload Jingle All the Way too. Yeah. And for what? Well, that was also, I think that was the, the most difficult movie to upload and the worst one to watch. I, I would even put it. I would even put it because at least with with uh, Dog Walkers Productions, there's so many things going on that you can make fun of. That at least you're engaged with the movie. This one, yeah. I don't. I don't remember one thing that was said or one line of dialogue or anything, just because we were not paying attention at all because we sucked. Uh, and it was the one that we struggled with the most, and just trying to find somewhere where we can host it. Well. Yeah, yeah, that that's certainly correct. Um, but here's the thing. I actually think that um Ernest and what it, what did we watch before that? Justice League? Yeah. Those two those two rounds back to back especially were really difficult. Yeah. Whereas I think Jingle All the Way too was so disengaging that we were able to just talk over the movie and nobody cared. And we had completely irrelevant conversations that were good. Yeah. And the movie was just playing in the background. Like, it was at a party or something. Yeah, it was like going to a party and just having a movie playing in the background. Uh, now, because the last movie we did before this was um, 
what's it called? Slam Dunk Ernest, right? So Slam Dunk Ernest, that's right. So we're doing another sports. I just realized that we're doing another sports. Just an this episode. is why I was advocating for vampire for Dracula because there's fifty Dracula, more than fifty Dracula movies. Dracula, Blood for Dracula. Well, you, you didn't even look into non-English speaking Dracula movies, right? No, I, they, I mean, I just put Dracula into IMDb, okay. and that, I mean, we get all the Dracula movies. I'm, I'm sure there's some Polish or some Romanian Dracula movie or something like that. should do a Dracula movie marathon. No. One full day of Civic TV. No. Dracula movies. All day. <laughs> no. 24 Dracula uh, movies. Uh, no. It's a Shia We should do that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. But like for the fundraiser, we are trying to raise money right now for post production on Mass State Lottery, so we can afford some certain actors. Because so, apparently, you can't offer Mickey Rourke five thousand dollars to talk into his phone and do some voiceover for the movie, some brief voiceover. Uh, they want more than that. Yeah. Do you want to do like a a, a marathon punishment type of thing where? We watch something for 12 hours to, you know, fun race. Not for this. Uh, we're good on this movie, okay. I think, with even like just what we got. But maybe the next movie where we, if we really need the money, and we might, I don't know, uh, then that could be an avenue to go down. And it right. also depends on what kind of goodwill is is, is curried with um, this one when it comes out. Right. I think we should do that in person, though, so it's even more annoying. The fact that we have to be together for 12 hours <laughs> just watching shit and just trying to not fucking just hate each other <laughs> when people say shit in the chat. That would be extremely <laughs> gross, though, because then you're just sitting in place and, like, developing a film over your skin of sweat yeah. and residue. And farts. And, uh, yeah, well, that's you. And then <laughs> yeah. eventually everybody else because the window. Well, I mean, open. I would obviously eat beans right in the morning <laughs> because I would like to make it, you know, more eventful for you. Not for me. Sure. You know, more difficult to breathe. Just have a new, a new can of food yes. before every movie. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, so uh, anyway, even though you, you you know we haven't mentioned it really at all, the movie tonight, and I think we should just make it as one episode, is to talk about the two Mortal Kombat films, 1995 and 2021. I don't know if there's enough where we can cover one film for one hour and another film for another hour. I don't even remember the last 20 minutes of the new Mortal Kombat, to be honest, because I, I, I heard that Johnny Cage is in a poster or something. And I was like, oh, I don't even sure. Like I didn't even, so it doesn't matter. So that, so yeah, that works for me. Um, this, this movie, it's weird because I, you know how sometimes you, you, you try to get the opinion from people that are not so obsessed. I don't want to say obsessed, but you know, where the, where, where, where you can't move past mistakes whenever you see a mistake or whatever you see a plot hole or whatever. Cause I'm like that I'm right. awful when it comes to that shit. Uh, but then sometimes I like asking my friends that just like things because they like them. Uh, and uh, the couple that I talked to, they loved this movie. Uh, they were very excited. Yeah, they were very excited because they thought that, you know, they're they're going to set up a universe now. Uh, and, uh, you know, everything is just a setup for something better. So it's fine that this one is not that good because, you know, it's just setting up something better. Because the next one will be. Yes. And I think that... <sighs> Like, it sucks that that's the mindset that people have now because of what Marvel has done, uh, where I, I guess you don't expect a quality film until, what, the third one or fourth one? And that sucks because it's just like you could make something good for 90 minutes and still set something up without having to just do setup, you know? I think The Walking Dead is maybe the worst offender as far as that goes because at least Marvel would have pay like not payoffs for the average person like yourself or myself who has no investment in what's going on. Yeah. But the person who does watch every single Marvel film religiously can at least go to uh, infinity war and Endgame and convince themselves that those are good movies in general and worthwhile experiences to have walking dead is on like what year 16? 10 and nothing has no, really happened. Like, what season is it? It's uh, it's not that nothing happened. It's like, 
it takes forever for anything to happen. <laughs> right. But there's also no end in sight. That's the problem too, is that, and I, this is one of the reasons why I checked out of that show around like season two, Ten. whenever they yeah. were hanging out at the farm. <clears throat> That's three. I think. Um, I think it was three. Yeah. No, that was season two. Cause Shane was still alive and he oh, died right. at the end of season. Right. 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 You're right. Yeah. The uh, they released an article around that time that said, oh, well, the idea is so that we can keep this going as long as possible. And that's a terrible rule, or especially to say out loud for a dramatic TV show. Yeah, yeah, because and, and, uh, and that's the thing. My, my girlfriend was really into that show. And then after she started noticing that they just do the same thing for every season where you have what 16 18 episodes and the first one is pretty good there's a lot of action and things happen and then there's like five or six episodes of just filler and then they throw a good one there where someone important dies or something that matters happens and then five six more episodes where we just go into stories that don't matter or characters that don't do anything or don't matter or they're about to get killed so who cares mm -hmm. and then the ending it, there's like a, a cliffhanger for next season so he's like oh shit i need to watch next season because this cliffhanger was exciting making you forget that you've just spent 18 seasons enjoying three episodes out of 18 you know um so even her she was like yeah i can't continue watching this shit um and i mean i guess i guess they're ended once it stops making money uh because the comic book did end so there is an ending for it but you know as as long as people keep watching it i guess what else does amc have anyway you know there's also a point where right they don't have anything they're dead like it's like, such a fall well, television in general is done but right they have I mean such a quick fall from grace though because they were like top they were like this is movies on tv or seen as that and and then cop three four five failed uh tv shows after breaking bad or what was the last one that like the last how about one? low winter sun do you remember low winter sun how oh. they try to promote that show as like a companion piece to breaking bad i don't even know what that, is. that would follow it up Exactly. Nobody does. I remember that, though. I remember the commercials being like, next week on Low Winter Sun. And they did, I think, a Chris Hardwick style, sh like, after talk uh, program right. uh, for this awful TV show that nobody was watching. They really tried to force it to be, like, the third pillar with that and Mad Men. Yeah. And uh, it didn't work out. Uh, they had a number of shows like that, though. And I think Walking Dead did wind up filling that position and uh that's running on fumes right they couldn't even they didn't even have the the the, the balls to kill off andrew lincoln's character because they were like well maybe we can do some movies with this guy because he wanted out of his contract but he's not even that interesting of a character no no he's just and, a, a cop there, there comes a point just a cop that yeah. you know at first he was very brave and didn't want to believe anything and then he had to bend his cop rules because we know that cops are so virtuous and follow every law <laughs> uh yeah and then he's just oh i cry because my son died or my wife died or someone else died and i'm a leader but you know i'm also very emotional so oh my god i'm such a complicated no you're not you're boring it sucks it's terrible uh and and i feel bad for those acting i don't feel bad for those actors because i'm they're making a shitload of money with these shows but i feel bad with the fact that same with the marvel actors that you're just stuck like you're stuck in that contract. And even if you don't want to do this shit anymore, like this is what you're going to do for the next couple of years, at least, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 And you obviously, we, I mean, we've talked about it many times about how you can see the enthusiasm drain from Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Gradually by the time he gets to uh, Captain America civil war, I think you can really tell he's just phoning it in. He's waiting for the paycheck to arrive. Yeah. Um, when it, uh, uh, to what I was about to say with Walking Dead, there also comes a point where something goes on long enough and you wind up weeding out all the familiar faces that have become uh, synonymous with the the project that you're putting out to the people. And your ending is going to be a bunch of new faces that have only been on the show for like one or two or three years out of the entire history of the program. And it's like, well, what does this matter? What does this matter to anybody except for like the, again, the delusional people who have stuck it out the entire way thinking that this was planned all along. This is supposed to be the big payoff is one familiar character from the beginning and 20 characters you just <laughs> met three years ago. Well, it's like, 
scrubs right scrubs is that with interns and then you oh, have yeah. you have that 70s show where it's like oh everyone's gone but this is his long cousin who acts the same way as him but now he's the guy it's like what fast is there cool <laughs> you know one character yeah. from the from the first five six seasons uh yeah it's it's the same thing and then like i i i, I don't know if it's just that or before that you know we only had um very limited number of channels but now i i don't understand why anyone would still watch season 10 of the walking dead when there's so much content out there to watch you know or you know yeah well i i think it has to do with the fact that television's bad now television was really good for a while television was better than movies for what five or six years yeah. at least Give me a second. because of because of the weight of uh breaking bad and uh mad men and those types of shows and again as soon as they ended everything fell off they've tried to make certain miniseries work like i know i'm watching uh, i just started the little drummer girl which is a an amc limited series that park chan wook directed all the episodes of based on a john le Carr novel and it stars uh florence pug and michael shannon and alexander skarsgård let me tell you something if alexander skarsgård pops up in your tv show that's usually a bad sign. He will do anything. Let me see he which one of weakest. which one of them is it. Sanders. He's the only good-looking scars guard. He's the non-creepy-looking scars guard. Oh, the Tarzan, Tarzan scars guard. Yes, God. that guy is a big dummy. He's a big <laughs> airhead. That scars guard. He he doesn't have the integrity that his father has, where he he'll do good movies. And, what do you uh, mean? He you was know, in Godzilla versus Kong. He was in Zoolander. Which Zoolander? Wasn't he in Zoolander too? He might have been. He actually might have been. He's uh, Randall Flagg in The Stand for CBS All Access. He was on True Blood. He was in uh, tons of terrible projects. Legend of Thirsten. Oh, yeah, True Blood. Drunk History. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad list of movies. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but so far, Little Drummer Girl seems okay. It's not not on par with anything that I've seen uh, from the top tier of AMC or even Park Chan-wook's filmography in general. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's all right after one episode. Does it suffer from the same thing that um, happens every time they try to make an Asian director direct something in English? Were uh, so far no. Okay. So far, it seems like that happened with Stoker, mm -hmm. which was his first stab at that, and it seemed stilted and weird. And I know he was going for something kind of Hitchcockian with that, and it didn't really work. But with this one, it, it seems like he probably had a better translator on set, somebody who was helping him direct um, a bit easier. And it seems like the actors have more fluidity in their performances. All right. Well. Little drummer girl, um, cool. <laughs> what's what's it about? It's about, about Israeli spies and uh. bombings in the seventies. It's it's pretty good so far. I don't know. You know, it's probably not good as Snowpiercer, the TV show. You know, it's probably not good as that Parasite TV show with Mark Ruffalo that they're doing that oh. Adam McKay is behind. Mm. You know what's not good? Um, Mortal Kombat. That's right. <laughs> That's another HBO thing. Another HBO property. Do you think they're going to cross it over with Street Fighter? Oh, the, the, the wow. shared fighting universe. So Warner Brothers owns Mortal Kombat. Oof, they should. Tekken. That, that sucks, but they should. <laughs> and I believe they probably, I think they own Street Fighter. I think. Uh, yeah, they should they should make a movie with the legend of Chun Li actors, so we can have the the guy from Black Eyed Peas be one of them again. And Will I Am plays a villain, right? I don't think they can use her again because of the Nexium thing. Oh, was she? No, she wasn't in there. She wasn't. Yes, she was. Was she? She wasn't arrested, but she was involved. Yeah. Oh, so she's done. I, I well, she hasn't really worked anyway. Well, I mean, and she's a Canadian actress. What was her name? Uh, she's Kristen Cure, small Smallville girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> That's really you don't need her anyway. Big what, loss. What, kind of, 
When, when has continuity ever mattered, especially when it comes to a video game film? Yeah, well, um, that's Fighter... that's one thing that um, everyone that's bitching about it and complaining about how bad it is and how, you know, they were expecting so much better. Did you really? Like, you're expecting a good narrative from this story about a turn? I mean, I know that the lore is huge because there's been, like, what, 12 games or something like that? But yeah, it's still a video game movie in the hands of someone that probably doesn't understand video games or have never even played them. So the way that they're going to present it is not going to be in a video game e type of way because they don't know what that's like. So they're going to try to adjust that into a, a film setting. And usually that doesn't work just because of the nature of, you know, the property of what it is, the, the video game. Um, here, I think they try to um, ground it somehow with uh scorpion's story but yeah i just i was just bored you know it's just too long for what it was i'll tell you what i i really don't think that they should have cast some of the actors that they did cast in the roles of uh sub-zero and scorpion i think you could have put in i mean even like washed up actors could have been interesting in the, those roles and brought some although i don't think that they, they acted poorly I just, I was thinking, it's kind of hard to get excited about any of this. The reveal at the end with with Scorpion, I think, was um, maybe one of the highlights of the movie. Like the movie isn't really, isn't really. I, I don't know. It's not. It's not the worst thing in the world, especially as far as video game movies go. Yeah. But I feel like it doesn't get cooking until the third act. Well, it it feels like they're doing everything possible for that tournament not to happen, which is really weird yeah. because the they thought the. For a Mortal Kombat game to not have any tournament at all, and it's just kind of casual fights, and you're killing off characters. Well, Shansung is doing that, right? He's like, well, I don't want the tournament to happen, so I'm just going to kill them before they even get to the tournament. I don't remember if he said... I was kind of intoxicated when I watched this movie. So a lot of the things are kind of foggy. Uh, Fragmenting. Yeah, but I just... I kind of, uh, I remember just being not engaged with any of the main characters at all. Uh, I thought Kano was funny at points, but I know that everyone is saying that he's the, the, the one that was carrying the, carrying the movie. But how can he not be the one that's carrying the movie when every other character had no personality at all? You know, he's the only one. The one that that's guilty. The one that's most guilty of that is what's his name? Cole yeah. Young, this made up character. Like they're acting like it's 1988 and you can't just have a character from Mortal Kombat lead the movie. You have to have a bland everyman yeah. that, you know, the average film goer can relate to. Well, that's why I'm saying that the, the people in charge don't understand video games because I'm sure that was the thinking, you know? Well, when you play a video game, you're creating a character and that's you in the game. You're creating yourself and you're going to be part of the tournament. You're again 11 games so there's enough history there there's enough characters there where you can focus in one of them that i'm sure have interesting stories where it's not you know um i'm a uh what's the word um descendant from scorpion from whatever 100 200 years ago and now i'm going to be wearing my sweater and that gives me powers like what what you know uh Mm -hmm. when 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 i'm sure even Liu kang would have been again uh comparing it to the 1995 Liu kang is the main character ish i guess Uh, it's it's like a three-headed uh thing with sonya and johnny cage uh but at least those are characters from the game and also uh if you play the games you know you know them a little bit so you don't have to explain everything introducing a new character that is in none of the games and that's also boring because he has not he's a bad fighter he loses the first fight that we see him fight right so what what am i supposed to get from this character that makes me engaged because you can relate to him. He's a he's a Chinese orphan from the south side of Chicago. He grew up in the projects. He's an MMA fighter. And uh, he's going to join the tournament. And Liu Kang, who's always been the lead character of Mortal Kombat, is literally just some skinny nobody. <laughs> he's not even like an actually like built dude nope. like the original one, like Robin Shaw, I, I believe his name was, no. from Mortal Kombat 1995. Um, it's a tiny little... Yeah, a guy that's going to sell you ramen. <laughs> <laughs> he pops up for maybe like two, three minutes and then disappears. 
And like to what you were saying before, Paul W.S. Anderson is a terrible director. Uh, I hate that he did kind of exactly what I'm complaining about here and what you're complaining about uh, with the Resident Evil series, which could have had serious potential to it to be the first good video game adaptation. And instead, he's like, all right, actually, we're going to make up a character for my wife. And uh, she's going to be the star of every movie. And this is going to be our 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 rent money hey, for the next 10 years you guys like zombies how about crows that are actually zombies and they come and eat you up it's like is that the and my wife is going to show her legs and kick <laughs> and she's going to kick the, these wolves yeah there's going to be wolves that can bite you <laughs> that's the movie great all right how about the, how, how about a reboot oh what we're gonna get cw actors now actually it's what? the wesker kids it's the wesker kids for netflix uh, i thought that was gonna be like Resident an Evil. anime or something isn't it they did that they kind of did that with the cg they did a bunch of cg movies which are not real movies in my opinion because it looks like the video game cutscenes. right well there's multiple Resident Evil projects right now that are in development that are reboots from that Paul W.S. And I'll actually say, even though I have that complaint, I think the first movie is a decent zombie horror film. The first two, I uh, think. The second one when Nemesis shows up, right? Or, yeah, I think that's terrible. I, I hated that. Even I, 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 I rented theater, that movie yeah. from the video store, and I was like, Nemesis is going to show up, yeah. and Leon Kennedy and Chris Re- and all these characters, and it was unwatchable it was so bad uh mike epps is in there just chewing scenery and they like (laughs) allow him to live even though he gets like a there are so many moments where it's just like obvious that that character was probably written to die in the script and they're like well mike epps is kind of carrying the movie because he's the only interesting or funny thing because they cast like foreign actors and or like the most bland teen actors at the time like ali larder and it's been a while. The dude who played I, the mummy. I, she was in the Final Destination movies. Okay. Yeah, I, it's been, anyway. I, I I think I've only seen the first three, maybe, and then after that, it, same with uh, what's another the other movie that was popular? Uh, Underworld. Underworld was kind of like that same where, movie. Where yeah, where the first one is like, oh, okay, this could be cool, and then the second and third one, you just get into the the lore and the story, just like this is just bad now. Yeah. So um, the, what I'm looking forward to, I think, is is probably the uh, they're doing a movie that's supposed to be a faithful adaptation, but the Netflix acquired series is going to be essentially Stranger Things. Oh, fun! So that'll be good. Has I mean, is, I think if we look at Rotten Tomatoes, which obviously is not reliable, but it, I mean, it's interesting at least to check it out. I do believe that this Mortal Kombat movie might be the top-rated video game film. It it does have like middling to positive reviews. I, I think it was at fifty-six percent last time I looked. Let me see. It's at ooh, fifty-five. Audience That's extremely 86. close to positive. Eighty-six yep. for audience. That's kind of yeah. That's worrying. Uh, I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really expecting much. I was, uh, I guess that's the problem. I wasn't expecting much and I was still disappointed by it. Uh, I, I understand that, sure, now everything is a franchise. So maybe uh, doing the tournament on, on the first one, sure, let's let's save it for the next one because I guess they know that they're going to make the money or whatever. But there was just not enough in this thing, uh, especially with the runtime for me to be engaged with anything. I feel like a lot of the time it was just the characters having really bad, di- bad dialogue in between them, trying to show some type of personality or, or camaraderie. I can't even pronounce that word. Camaraderie. Yeah. Um, but it was bad. Like the dialogue was bad. Their interactions were not enjoyable in any way. So it just felt like a dragging of three people getting to know each other that like why why do we care who cares you know china cares have you noticed that all these big movies do feel like 
half geared to the United States and half geared to China. Uh, fuck yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah. I think that that plays a massive part in why it's so generic. I think they know that the Chinese audience is going to show up for um, a standard plot with no big plot twists and characters that have no dimension to them. And they can get away with that in um, large blockbuster movies. And And that's many of the reasons why, um, you know, you have the actors in this that you have and the characters are portrayed the way that they are. Yeah, that also explain why every American character is kind of dumb, you know? Right. Cole Young, Cole Young feels like what a Chinese China person would would like want in an American character, yeah. you know, not like what an American would see in themselves. Kind of looks like me still, but he's American. <laughs> yeah, you could have played Cole Young. <laughs> oh, no, I just meant like the Asian people watching it. It's like he's kind of Asian, right. sort of, but American enough to sound like he's from Los Angeles, you know. He's a, he's a white passing Asian. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. He could have been on like Saved by the Bell back in the day. But and if we nobody would have thought anything like the, of it. This uh, exchange student uh, in Saved by the Bell, um, maybe to to compare it to the nineteen ninety five one. I, I, I maybe they're trying to do that thing with the three characters here because um, I, I watched it after the the nineteen ninety five one, and uh, there is very forced dialogue, a very forced interactions too, very cringy too between them. Uh, which makes sense because it's from 95. So a lot of the things they say, you're kind of like, ah, very, 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 very 90s. Um, but um, there, there's so, a little bit of chemistry between them where you feel that, you know, even though they don't start as a group, they end there. So by the end of the movie, you're like, okay, so I'm following these three people and they're a group and they're together and they're going to be this whatever netherworld or whatever people. With this movie, I feel like they try to make us care about the three characters too but instead of seeing them overcome anything we just saw them quipping at each other and just being quote-unquote funny and the girl was just grumpy and the australian guy was just australian uh so it, it it never really gives you a reason to care other than who's going to be the next person to get killed because that that's the one thing that I, I I can say that was kind of cool that the way that the kills looked was good uh and they they were kind of creative kind of pretty graphic but at the end of the day um how many kills can you show in a 2 hour movie f- for it to be the driving force of the movie uh when you have three characters where Sure, one has personality, the, the Australian, uh, the Kano character. Uh, but after hearing him for a couple of minutes, you kind of can guess what he's about to say uh, just because he's such a stereotype of that type of character. Uh, so seeing them interact, it's not as interesting as seeing them you know, fight people in the tournament like you see in the 95 one, where you're a little bit more engaged, where even though uh, the dialogue is cringe and the special effects are not great and and Goro looks like made of weird rubber. Uh, but at least you're following these two ca- three characters that, you know, are, are trying to overcome something. So it's, it's it, even though it's not good, even though the dialogue is shitty, uh, there's a lot of techno music in it too, which is really funny to see now. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I it, it felt more like an easy thing to digest than the two hour Mortal Kombat movie that came out this year. I don't know if you're even there. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> um, yeah, so um, I do have some notes that I took while watching it. Um, Okay, they they also ruined Reptile. Uh, They did the same thing that they did uh, in Annihilation where they just, they had kind of like a crocodile type of thing. Uh, Where you go? (laughs) Oh, wait. You're right. Now, sorry, I guess it's Spider Knight. Another giant (laughs) spider decided to crawl out from the same place. This makes me worried. Are you going to sleep there? 
two two back-to-back spiders, very sizable spiders coming from the same area. Hmm. Could there be a nest of spiders somewhere in that area? Maybe. I don't know. I I certainly hope not. Ooh. Are you going to sleep in that anyway, room? Anyway. Are you sleeping in that room? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm supposed uh, to be sleeping here. That's cool. For, is, is, for a little bit. Is there like a hole or something that you can spray with something? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to look into this. I don't know. Uh, what What did I miss? What were you talking about? I was talking about how in the nineteen ninety five one they made us care more about the characters because they had like a group thing where they where they overcame fights together. Right. In this one, the only interaction we saw was them quipping at each other and being snarky. And I don't trust you. This is why. And oh, you should trust me because blah. And uh, and and Cole has no personality at all. So. The two hours don't feel justified. It feels like, you know, the I, I know you're trying to make me care for them, but nothing that you're doing is making me care for them because they're not doing anything, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Have, I guess you have uh, the you have the reptile fight, I guess. That's like the only thing, right? But again, they, they use a <clears throat> a little crocodile thing like they did in the in the ninety five one, really bad. They look just bad. Um but that's the only, yeah, I don't even remember any other part where they could even work together or did anything together for you, for you to give a shit. No, they're, right. Their their whole journey in that movie is not interesting. It's not compelling. It's not something that you really want to follow. You're just kind of waiting for new characters to pop yeah. up. Uh, I did think that some of the visual effects were were kind of neat. Yeah, I like Jax having his arms frozen off and, and that being his origin. And uh, we were talking about the Kano character before. I, yeah, obviously he's probably the most entertaining and interesting of the uh, the uh, batch of characters in that movie and probably of all the Kanos that they've you know had in Mortal Kombat. But don't you think that it felt kind of like a character that you would see as a guest in The Office <laughs> or a TV show Kano? like that? Yeah, where it's like, Hmm. Well, he's snarky and he's smart mouth and he's like, he he's full of himself, but it, it, I don't know. It, it felt kind of out of place in that universe to me, just because everyone else was so completely different, so bland and so nothing than having this guy showing a little bit of personality and, and having like a smart mouth, I guess, and just being like cocky didn't, didn't really feel like it fit anyone else in it. And, and I don't know. I don't know if I, if I liked it as much as most people did, I guess. In that context, I think it, it's understandable why he might come off that way or like Finchie from the Ricky Gervais office. Right. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know if um, that's necessarily a negative overall though, for the movie, because there are so many bland elements. Uh, I think it just speaks to the fact that we could have used better, better actors with more charisma to them. Yeah. And that, that that's really all it comes down to. Uh, as far as the 1995 one goes, I was kind of surprised at how well that held up. Because I knew that, you know, when I was a kid, I really enjoyed that movie. And I thought it was a, a great piece of entertainment. And as you get older, you're, you're probably thinking, oh, God, that's going to be hell to revisit. That's not going to be nearly as good as when I was six. And obviously, it's not as good as when you were six no. years old. No. But <laughs> I still thought it was... A, a pretty decent um, video game movie uh, as far as entertainment goes. One of my favorite things about it was that uh, because they, they, they don't go all in with the costumes. So uh, a lot of the time you kind of have to guess who the characters are or they will tell you. Uh, so I wrote down this little bit of dialogue where Jackson Kano, I mean, Jackson and Sonya are together and she goes, Jax, is the perimeter secured? And he's like, lock down tight. It better be. I want Kano. Trust me, Sonia. <laughs> he's like, I trust one person in this planet. Jax, you're talking to her. And it's like, okay, so you're just naming characters so that people hear the names. And he's like, oh, so the guy that's wearing regular military, uh, what, what are you even called? Like the clothes. Regalia. Regalia, yeah. Oh, that's Jax. Cool. Like that, I felt like they did that a lot, and I don't know if it was because they were so generic looking and they didn't go all in. Because at the time, they were still trying to make it look kind of realistic-ish, you know, not all the way 
you know, like they did with the Dragon Ball. Well, realistic for 1995. Yeah, yeah, It's not, I think because of Christopher Nolan, we have a different definition of what's realistic and what's not as far as these types of movies go. Um. Yeah, and and I also liked the intro a lot more for for the ninety ninety five one. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit more intense. It starts with the Mortal Kombat techno music right away, uh, so you know that what you're in for right right there and then. It tells you uh, what you can expect, and then you're in for the coolest movie <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah, and then uh, you're about to get fucking neon dreadlocks on your hair, uh, and then. Um, Chao Kang shows up and kills Liu Kang's brother, right? And he wakes up from this dream or whatever. It's a really cool setup that takes a couple of minutes and it sets everything up without having to explain much. Uh, the the new one, I, I like the setting. I think it looked nice. I think it, it was an interesting setting of just all Japan. But uh, I, I, I kind of wished that was the movie that we saw. Um yeah. Because whenever those characters showed up, uh, I actually cared for the movie because they had a reason. I mean, Scorpion had a reason to get at Sub-Zero. He killed his family, right? So that, mm-hmm. that in, in itself, it's more than any other character in this movie has as a, as a reason to even, you know, get revenge or fight anyone. But then they don't use it at all. They just focus on these other characters. And then at the end, he just pops up again. So it kind of feels like very anticlimactic as to that. I don't, I don't care about the, his descendant. I want to see what he does. The guy that was actually hurt by this, not just this random half Asian that now cool, you know? Yeah. And that actually might be one of the biggest offenses of the 1995 version is treating the characters of Scorpion and Sub-Zero mm-hmm. as not even like B tier. Cause, cause someone like Goro is B tier. Kano is B tier. There were stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah, they have no personality at all, and um, you don't get anything from them. Yeah. You know, it's just a quick soundbite of their go-to catchphrase from the video game, and then they're either killed off or just written off screen. But how cool was that moment, the first time you saw it, when Scorpion goes like this, and his hand opens up oh, a little bit, the and the up. head comes up? Uh, I just remember that being like, okay, so this is the best fucking movie I've ever seen when when it came out. And I was like, that, <laughs> the, the thing. Uh, it, it took me back a little bit, honestly. Uh, I I was expecting it to be bad, but I enjoyed it way more. And I don't know if it was because I was comparing it to the new one that would just kind of drag uh, for me. But this one felt so much more intense. Like it had a reason to get to where it got at the end. You know, it was moving the story. There was something happening. Uh, and I think it also benefits from 90s aesthetics coming back into fashion. Maybe, yeah. Where even like the bad CG is charming and the music and the fat, like the clothing and everything about it is a little more, it's in the cool column or cooler column rather than it might have been in 2010. Well, Raiden is awful. What's his name? Um, uh, Christopher Lambert. Oh, he's the Highlander. Oh, he's so bad. He's, he has just so many. And I don't understand his accent in it either. He has like a lisp sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. And then his little Chinese, his little French accent pops up. Where is he? Where is he from? Belgium or some shit? Uh, he was the worst one, the worst offender in that movie. I could not stand every time he was on screen with cockiness and his perfectly uh, stylized gray hair. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I remember. I guess it's just the, the the idea that is built after hearing other people talking about it and you're not seeing it because I really thought that I was going to hate it more than I did. And the, what, hour and a half runtime just flew by, actually, you know? I yeah, suppose. definitely. And I, I, it's certainly not... I, I do think it's probably the best video game movie because it, there's a whole lot of just boring boring films that take themselves way too seriously like max Payne is one of them max Payne <laughs> captures no essence of the video games what do you mean and there's a there's a slow motion scene i'm sure i think there actually is i think they draw a couple of things from it and then it's just like a mark like a really bad mark Wahlberg cop film so and they were trying to like take from i think it's not even they wanted to 
it arrived around 2005, 2006 and wanted to bank off of the Sin City aesthetics, but it didn't want to commit to it. So it kind of does what the spirit does, where it's just a desaturated color tone yeah. with a couple of highlights of red and yellow. And it, it's not very good. It's not good at all, as a matter of fact. I do think, actually, it might not be Mortal Kombat. That's the best video game movie. It might be Super Mario Brothers from 1993. I was going to say, I'm looking at a list right now. Of, uh, I didn't even... like. I We should do an Uwe Ball uh, filmography episode. Because I'm so curious as to what these movies are. I, I don't think I've ever seen any of these movies. I'm sure they're horrendous. But... They are. I didn't know there's a Far Cry movie that he did. Uh, there's a... What is this? Blood Rain? I'm sure that's awful. He um, did three of those movies, and I think Michael Manson pops up in two of them. And then, and then you have the Postal ones, right? That's two of them, I think? Or, or is it just one? House I would only do an Ubol retrospective <laughs> if we could get him as a guest. <laughs>